0: What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie's ticket to paradise, Rosaline and Catherine called Birdie. First, let's talk about Ticket to Paradise. Here's a quick synopsis. David and Georgia Cotton are long divorced and forced to come back together to travel to Bali for their daughter's wedding, which they both want to prevent. The film stars Julia Roberts, George Clooney, Caitlin Deaver, Maxim Boutier, Billy Lord, and Lucas Bravo. Standout performances. Ticket to Paradise is Julia Roberts returning to the romantic comedy. The genre that made her a massive movie star in the first place. Robert starred in 1990's Pretty Woman with Richard Gere, where she was nominated for an Oscar. That movie made over $400 million at the box office. 1997's My Best Friend's Wedding with Dermot Mulroney, Cameron Diaz, and Rupert Everett, which made $300 million. Notting Hill with Hugh Grant, which made over $124 million, and The Runaway Bride again with Richard Gere, which made $310 million both in 1999. Her performance in Ticket to Paradise felt like a mix of all of these past performances. Her character is super funny and sometimes makes questionable moral decisions. I must say, my favorite of the past romantic comedies that Julia Roberts has starred in is 1999's Notting Hill. I love everything about that movie. I think those are the two best actors of the romantic comedy genre coming together with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. They had great chemistry and of course that movie has the iconic moment when Roberts says the iconic line, I'm just a girl in front of a boy asking him to love her. Julia Roberts will next star in the movie Leave the World Behind with two-time Oscar winner Mahershala Ali and Ethan Hawke from writer-director Sam Esmail who Roberts previously worked with on the miniseries Homecoming And Gaslit. For George Clooney, he's only been in a couple of romantic comedies One Fine Day with Michelle Pfeiffer and Intolerable Cruelty with Catherine Zeta Jones, written and directed by the Coen brothers. Clooney in Ticket to Paradise is playing a man who's never recovered from his divorce and believes eventually every relationship will end, and he has some hilarious lines in the movie. This is, of course, not the first time Roberts and Clooney have shared the screen together. The duo previously worked together in Oceans 11 and 12, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and Money Monster. For me, they are an all-time pair. I love Clooney and Roberts in Oceans 11, and their reunion in Ticket to Paradise is delightful. They have a lot of playful banter in the film. Their chemistry is alive and well, and they still have a lot of star power. I, like so many others, watched Ticket to Paradise for Roberts and Clooney, and they delivered the performances I wanted. However, my problem with this movie is the secondary characters. None of them are given really any good moments. And my biggest disappointment is how the film misuses Caitlin Deaver, who is really funny. I'll talk about that in a bit when I talk about the movie Rosalind. I wanted her to have a bigger role in the movie. I get it. You have Julia Roberts and George Clooney, but this movie needed another performance to put it over the top personally when I think of great romantic comedies I think of movies that have great secondary characters and this movie just doesn't have that and I know some people will leave this movie and disagree with me because they'll see Billy Lorden and who is very good in the movie but isn't given a lot of funny moments yes she's supposed to be the comedic relief best friend of Caitlin Deaver's character but she's not in the movie enough they don't give her enough of the funny moments I'm not saying Caitlin Deaver or Billy Lord are not funny in this movie. I'm saying they didn't use them enough to make an impact on the movie and I get it. You have Julia Roberts and you have George Clooney, that should be enough. I just wanted more from the secondary characters in this film. My other critique of Ticket to Paradise would be some of the logic of the movie is a bit off and maybe it shouldn't matter because it's a silly romantic comedy, but it bothers me a little. The setup of these movies matter. Luckily For this film, Roberts and Clooney cover for the clumsiness of the plot. The upside for this movie is its humor. We all know the state of comedies at the movies. There are not so many of them, so it was cool to go to the movies and laugh. And most of the romantic comedies being made today come out in streamers like Netflix with Set It Up or Hulu with Palm Springs. Getting back to Julia Roberts for a moment, no, this movie is not up there with her romantic comedies of the past, but it's great to see her back at home where she belongs. She's really the queen of the genre. And Ticket to Paradise has done very well at the box office so far, most likely due to its star power. This is a good sign for the romantic comedy genre. This year, you also had The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum do very well. People want to see major stars in romantic comedies, and I know a lot of people out there like to say that the movie star is dead. Think about some of the most successful non-superhero movies that have come out this year. They have starred George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, and Brad Pitt. Those are movie stars. People went to go see those movies because of those actors. Bullet Train was a hit because of Brad Pitt. Ticket to Paradise is a hit because of Julia Roberts and George Clooney. The Lost City was a hit because of Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. The movie star still matters. Clearly not a As much as it used to, but still people want to go see a movie star in a movie like this. Ticket to Paradise exists because of Julia Roberts and George Clooney. This movie would not be good without them. I would also like to say that a lot of people are saying this is a return of Julia Roberts. She has been here for a while. I mean I really loved her in Homecoming. I thought she was great in that show. And I also want to say she was fantastic in Ben is back with Lucas Hedges. If you if you have not seen that movie, do yourself a favor and watch that one. Overall, I liked Did Not Love Ticket to Paradise. As someone who loves movie stars, anytime Julia Roberts and George Clooney come together to make a movie, you need to pay attention. And anytime Julia Roberts is in a romantic comedy, it's a must watch. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Rosalind. Here's a quick synopsis. Rosalind is a retelling of the classic Romeo in Juliet's story, where Romeo has a girlfriend before he meets Juliet, named Rosalind, who will stop at nothing to win him back from Juliet. The film stars Caitlin Deaver, Isabella Merced, Kyle Allen, Sean Teal, Christopher McDonald, Bradley Whitford, and Minnie Driver. Standout performances. One of the reasons I am a massive fan of Caitlin Deaver is not only can she deliver great dramatic performances in Short Term 12, Unbelievable, and Dope Sick, she can also give brilliant comedic performances in Smart and Rosalind. Dever is really funny, and a lot of that probably has to do with her sitcom background. She was a cast member of the Tim Allen sitcom Last Man Standing. It's worth noting that another big-time actress was also a sitcom actress before she blew up, Jennifer Lawrence, who was in the Bill Envall show. Deaver is only becoming a bigger and bigger star. She's being given leading roles and parts in movies with big-time stars like Ticket to Paradise. She Elevates the movie Rosalind Which is exactly what a movie star Is supposed to do She is one of my absolute favorite Actresses working today Let's talk about her co-star Sean Teal Who plays a character whom Rosalind's Father wants her to marry The funniest scenes in this movie Were the ones between Deaver And Teal He really did fit perfectly in with the tone of the movie And finally we have to Talk about Minnie Driver This role in Rosalind reminded me of her role in *Ella Enchanted*, she's underrated in my mind. She's brilliant in *Goodwill Hunting*. I also really liked her in the TV adaptation of *About a Boy*. Driver will next star in the movie *Chevalier* with Kelvin Harrison Jr. Director of *Rosalind* is Karen Maine, who was a co-writer of *The Obvious Child*, one of the best recent romantic comedies, and wrote and directed the very funny *Yes God Yes*. She's currently working with young actresses and. Getting great work from them. I loved Natalia Dyer and Yes God Yes, and Caitlin Deaver is great in Rosalind. There will be a lot of people who look at this movie Rosalind and ask the question, why on earth do we need another Romeo and Juliet adaptation? We've seen it modernized a million times. What I would say to those people this film barely focuses on Romeo and Juliet. It's more about Rosalind, who is a young woman way ahead of her time. I also love liked how the movie was making fun of this idea of falling in love with someone you barely know. And that's something that Dever's character Rosalind is fighting constantly in this movie but then there's this funny scene where Sean Teal's character asks her, what do you love about Romeo? And then she realizes she doesn't even know Romeo as well. I've talked about this before on this podcast but it's worth reiterating. We are seeing a recent trend of characters in period pieces talk like they live in modern times. For example, Deaver and Rosalind says 100. Other projects like this are Dickinson with Haley Steinfeld and The Great with L. Fanning and Nichols Holt. I have to say, I like it. I think if you want to win awards, you should have the characters talk like that time period and be super dramatic. But what these projects have in common is they are a lot of fun and they are comedies that are meant to entertain audiences. I personally don't want to see Caitlin Deaver talk like she's in a Shakespeare play and the audience for Rosalind is young people young people would not watch this movie if they were talking like it was literally the Romeo and Juliet play what's going to get people to watch this movie is the funny lines they're talking like they're real people who exist in today's world who cares what time and place the movie is set if you want to attract a younger audiences you need characters that sound like them and they can relate to and I think audiences can relate to Deaver's Rosalind. And the other thing would be, we don't need a straightforward adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. We've seen it done over and over again. This movie has a fun twist. What if Romeo had a girlfriend before he met Juliet? That's fun. That's entertaining. That would get people interested to see the movie. If this was just Caitlyn Deaver playing Juliet, I think that would be boring and dull. This is something new and fresh. Overall, Rosalind is a great acting showcase Case for Deaver and one of the funniest Shakespeare adaptations with a great twist. Like I said, Caitlin Deaver can do it all comedies and dramas. I just finished watching Dopesick, which she was brilliant in. She was nominated for an Emmy for that show. And I went back and watched the miniseries Unbelievable. That show is unbelievable and she's great in that. I think we're looking at one of the biggest future movie stars. I think this person is going to continue to do great work. And I think as much as she was misused, used in Ticket to Paradise, she was used brilliantly in Rosalind. Looking back, I do find it funny that one of the reasons I was anticipating Ticket to Paradise was to see Caitlin Deaver in that movie. I hadn't even heard of the movie Rosalind, and then it showed up on Hulu and I watched it, and she was way better in that than she was in Ticket to Paradise. I think that's the interesting thing about movies. Something can come out of nowhere and blow you away. I thought the best Caitlin Deaver movie of 2022 was going to be Ticket to Paradise and it ends up being Rosalind. Let's switch gears one final time and talk about the movie Catherine called Birdie. Here's a quick synopsis. Living in medieval times, Lady Catherine is trying to prevent her father from selling her away to be a bride to a complete stranger. The film stars Bella Ramsey, Andrew Scott, Joe Alwyn, Billy Piper, Dean Charles Chapman, and Sophia Kendo. Standout performances This is a breakout performance from Bella Ramsey, who is in Game of Thrones. Like D.Va and Rosalind, Ramsey is playing a woman who is questioning the social norms of her time. Ramsey also gets you to root for a sometimes unlikable character, and that's the quality of a movie star. They get you to root for them. They get you to believe that they are a main character worth caring about, and that's something that Bella Ramsey does brilliantly in Catherine Called Birdie. Bella Ramsey is next set to star along Alongside Pedro Pascal in the HBO TV adaptation of the video game *The Last of Us*, that project could make her a massive massive star I mean you have her along with Pedro Pascal who is of course best known as the Mandalorian everyone I know plays that video game if you don't know the name Bella Ramsey yet you're probably going to in the near future I've been following the career of actor Andrew Scott since I saw him play Moriarty and Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman he's become an excellent supporting actor I really liked him in Sam Mendes's 1917, which also starred Dean Charles Chapman, who's also in Catherine Caldberti, and in this, he's the perfect choice to play this caring, but often selfish father. I like how his character is complicated and not simple, like a lot of movie dads. I'm excited to see him in his next project, Amazon's adaptation of the talented Mr. Ripley. Matt Damon, of course, played Ripley in the movie. It will be great to see Scott spin on that character. Johnny Flynn and Dakota Fanning will also be starring in that series. Catherine Called Birdie is written and directed by Lena Dunham, and I don't know if I'm in the minority or the majority, but I'm still a big fan of hers. Girls was one of the best recent television shows. She basically discovered Adam Driver. I also love Christopher Abbott since the show ended. I know she's become a polarizing figure, but I believe she's uber talented and still has a lot of great work ahead of her. I also think it's super impressive how she went from directing this modern TV show in Girls and is now able to direct a movie about medieval times and put her own flair into it. Like this movie feels like a Lena Dunham project. When I first heard of the movie and heard that Lena Dunham was directing it, I was like, oh, this is either going to go one or two ways. She's going to try to conform to making a period piece movie or she's going to make it her own. And luckily she made it her own. Catherine Called Birdie is adapted from a book, and it's worth noting that the movie has a much more hopeful ending than the book. And this isn't new. Movies made from books often have a happier ending. The most famous example is The Natural. That movie gave us Robert Redford's Roy Hobbs hitting a home run. The book's ending is far more bleak, and I like the fact that Dunham put her own personal stamp on the story by making, making, Making the ending happier. That feels like Lena Dunham making a decision. Making a choice. And I think ultimately it was the right choice. I've heard her talk about it. She didn't want the ending to be bad. She knows that the times that we are living in. There's a lot of darkness around us. It's good to have movies that have a happy ending. I think we might need that now more than ever with movies. Also just watch the movie. It would not have made sense for this movie to end with a bleak ending. This movie needed a happy ending. It felt like a movie that should end with something good happening to this character and to that family. I like the fact that she changed the ending while watching this movie and Rosalind. It reminded me of the Disney Pixar movie Brave, and what these free films have in common is these free films are about women who don't want to marry if it's not for love, and that type of character always makes for an interesting movie. I find it really fascinating that the setup is used for comedy. For instance, this movie has a really funny scene with Russell Brand. The other theme explored in Rosalind, Catherine Birdie, and Brave is this idea of daughters and fathers. All three films have loving fathers who have to make difficult decisions regarding their daughter because they live in these time periods where it's a custom to give your daughter away to a complete stranger. And luckily, in all three of these films, the fathers make the right choices and end up not giving the daughter her away and letting her make her own choices. What I like about Rosalind and Catherine called Birdie in particular is that these movies allow someone to be an individual in a world where they weren't allowed to be an individual. I mean there's scenes in Rosalind where Caitlin Deaver's character is not even allowed to talk to other members of her family. And something I really liked about Catherine called Birdie is that Catherine realized she was way too young to be married especially to someone she did not love. I really liked that the character was self-aware. That's something you don't always see in period piece movies, that self-awareness from the leading character. Overall, Catherine Called Birdie is a really fun movie and proves Lena Dunham is still a creative worth following and shows Bella Ramsey is likely a future star. So on this podcast, I've talked about three movies, Ticket to Paradise, Rosalind, and Catherine Called Birdie. And I think the weirdest thing about all of them is that the movie that's thriving at the box office is Ticket to Paradise, because it's a standard romantic comedy, yet you have Rosalind on Hulu and Catherine called Birdie on Amazon. They're just streaming movies that probably a lot of people haven't even heard of. We are living in really weird times when it comes to movies. No one knows what's going to be a hit. When I was growing up in the mid-2000s, period pieces were dominating the box office. Those would be the movies that would win Oscars, even... Even if they were period piece comedies, they'd be hits at the box office. Now both of these movies are on streaming services. I highly recommend you go out and check out Rosalind on Hulu and Catherine Called Birdie on Amazon Prime. And if you want to have a good time at the movies, go see Ticket to Paradise. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and next week on the podcast i'm talking about the movies confess fletch starring john Hamm, and the good nurse starring jessica chastain and eddie redmayne so tune into that and please rate review and subscribe